boys. <laughs> it's a big weekend. There's oh, like nice. we we're, were trying to figure out what we're going to talk about before we start because this the I don't know if people people know I think people know we, like, we don't plan these they're not scripted. It's very much a show up and talk about what happened over the weekend. Cause it's always Monday morning when we record them. Uh, so we we got some good stories coming up today for once. It's not just sad. We're going to start real sad though. But first, <laughs> <laughs> that's start off on a sad yeah, note. Yeah, it literally. <laughs> Bra- uh, somebody was I don't think it was Braden. <clears throat> like, oh, you got to be on the show. Oh no, I was talking to. Uh, Andrew from O2 over the weekend, commiserating over my weekend. And he's like, well, at least you get a good podcast out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a good podcast story. There you know? go. Which is true. Before we go there, though, we got to thank our sponsor, gumbroker.com. If you if you haven't looked at Gumbroker and, uh, you know, you, you use firearms or, you know, accessories or optics or whatever it is, you're missing out if you're not checking out gumbroker.com. They sell. It's a lot of use, uh, new stuff. People forget about that. It's not just used. Um, you can find some cool, you know, used historic items or you know just used pieces in general on there. But um, a lot of retailers sell on there too, and you can get a get a good deal on GunBroker.com. So check that out if you're you know at this point in the season and you realize your old 30-06 or whatever you're using is just kind of beat up and not where you want it to be. You know, you're looking for uh, that that new caliber whatever you're looking to migrate over to or if you're trying to get ready for waterfowl you know lots of options on stuff like that so check out gunbroker.com you know i could have uh maybe i could hopped on there and solve some of my problems with buying some car parts yeah do they have a car part i don't know uh, suggestion there's, there's probably suggestion. a gun on there built out of car parts yeah. uh so i went to southeast of kentucky to visit my family this weekend and I was I was pretty excited about this, uh, not not just for the Thanksgiving aspect of it, but Saturday was going to be my one and only, like the only day I could modern gun hunt, and because I've been doing, everybody's heard me talking about my suburban property I've been doing with Bo, where I can't shoot a gun, and um, I actually had scouted. I think I told the story on here about how I scouted and I screwed up on looking at the topo. I didn't zoom in enough to realize how much a drop there was. That was this spot. Because that same day, I found um, a point that came out, um, and there was bedding, there was deer tracks, there was buck tracks, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back here. If I if I end up modern gun hunting, I found a spot where I could set up that was going to be on the ground, had good coverage with like some um, clay, like big giant boulders that were there, and that was my plan, was to drive back up to where I'd already been. So... I'm not before doing all the thing. I'm thinking about it, doing all the back and end of the math, how, what time I need to get up there, all the stuff you normally do. I leave. It's a 20 minute drive. So it's a haul, um, from, <clears throat> from town, you know, I'm out of town in like five minutes and then it's 15 minutes winding up this mountain. And, uh, there's, it's funny cause last time I was on here or I think it was on here or maybe it was in person downstairs. I don't remember, but Dan was giving me a hard time about not having a Garmin messenger. Um, He's like, you know, you should probably get one of those because we were joking about like I, I told him I had um, it was really snaky territory and like injury would boulders with like kind of like what you and I were in last year in the the bear hunt where you could mm-hmm. just like fall into a rock with because it was covered with grass. It was like that. And Dan's like, oh, yeah, you should get an inReach. And I was like, yeah, I should. But I didn't. <laughs> and um, so I start heading up that way. And what's funny is I, I was aware that I was going to run out of service. I've been up there before. I was listening to an audio book on the way up and it started spotting out and I flipped over to, you know, got Nick Jamerson saved on my phone, switched over to that. So I was like kind of aware of where I thought I ran out of cell phone service, which I thought was like maybe less than a mile from where the turnoff was. 
It always seems shorter when you're in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> I've is, been uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get up there, turn off, and there's not very many hunters up there at that point. Um, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I passed one group. There were a couple side-by-sides unloading when I got to the top. And then I, I drove – it's about a mile and a half – um, I mapped it to see because I was curious. It's about a mile and a half to my spot. Well, there was – it's an old strip mine, and the roads are like – I could drive my wife's van up there, okay? It's not crazy. And the there's a road that goes – there's a, there's this loop around this knob, and I had gone to the left, but I decided to go to the right, wow, which wow. I had never been. This is sounding really similar to my sinkhole story. It's very similar. Oh, Actually, yeah, I, I told my uh, – my, I was trying to, my, my, this ends with my wife being very angry and I was like, it happens. <laughs> and I was telling her I'm about not the only Derek. One. I was telling her about Andrew's story that he told me. I even showed her pictures. Yeah. But, uh, so I start going up this and you all know, I put that spotlight on my car mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm excessively confident going up through there with that thing that I, um, it's like the sun is out, you know, I mean, it's so bright and I'm in some grass. Like you, you guys have like, you're driving, you got two clear treads, you got some grass and it sloped a little bit, but I, I felt totally confident in what I was driving in. And I get Until you're 400 yards from my spot and the oil pressure, not just oil pressure light. It's like no oil pressure. It's telling me there's no oil pressure. And I'm like, none. I'm like, ah, that's silly. It's just must be <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I hit dismiss. Cause I'm like, it must be where I angled. Like I just got an oil change the week before I knew my oil was fine. And it goes you off. Thought again. your oil was fine. <laughs> it goes off again. Dismiss again. Okay. That smells like oil. <laughs> this isn't good. Um, oh no. I get to my spot and I get out and I check the oil and it is gone. There's none. I cleaned it off, did it again. There's none. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, well, I'm here. I could park it. I could park it and hunt. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure if I turn this thing off, it's never getting turned back on. And I don't know. I think a record could get up here, but I'm not sure if it, like, because I'm not sure what kind of truck I would have to get. Oh, no. And I'm thinking through all this, and I'm like, okay. I think the smart thing to do is bail on the hunt. Because I've got, I mean, my car's a, old but it's in good shape and it's like it's a nice car right like i probably shouldn't be up where i am with it um <laughs> in hindsight <laughs> you just said a minivan could get up there it could and now you're saying it <laughs> well if it went left yeah, yeah. true well true. well yeah he went but, exploring yeah but the, there's some points like the, it's more of like the i was concerned about the truck because there's some tight angles to get through that's more of what i was thinking i'm like i don't know how that would be um so i'm like i think i should go back down and so I decided to go back down. I go the way I'm used to. and um, Just no oil. Yeah. And I knew okay. I was rolling the dice a little bit. And in hindsight, I should have just left it right there. Um, but I, I also did not – I'm thinking it's a mile. I can get a mile. I can get a mile. Because um, I, I had a car that ran out of oil one time. And I didn't know what was what was happening because it, it didn't even set off the oil pressure light on that one. And I drove it for like 20 minutes without knowing what was going on, which was also stupid, <laughs> which is why I traded that car in. Um, but the so I'm like, I can get four minutes down and it'll make everything a lot easier to get this thing picked up. Well, I go down and the car shuts off as I'm coming down the hill. And it's like, pull over to safety, uh, telling me on the dash. And so I coast off of the road, just barely, I barely got out of the way. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm now that guy that I've seen parked sticking out in the road. I look like an idiot, like a total jerk. Right. I'm like, all right, well, 
I'll walk down to the foot of the road. I'll get service down there, th- like three tenths of a mile. Right. I load up. I I got. I had. Um, Did you take your rifle with you? No. So I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> through this, and I'm like, well, worst case scenario, and if I have to walk a long way, I don't want to be carrying a ton of stuff. Cause I knew it's like an hour before sun even starts to come up and I'm in the mountains, right? Like even though su- sunrise doesn't mean you see light, like that's just mm-hmm. the one it says on my watch. And so I'm like, I'm going to leave everything and I'll come back up here and get it, um, with the tow truck. Um, but I'm, I, I took, I had my hand warmer, my electric hand warmer just happened to be in my wool fleece that I had on. I, I put on my orange because I'm like, I got to hike out of here in the dark and then um, I didn't even put – I almost put my boots on for the three-tenths of a mile out. But I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep my hikers on because if i got to walk a long way, I'll be comfortable that way. Well, I get down to the road, and I start checking my phone. Nothing. Half a mile. Nothing. Half a mile. Nothing. I walked three and a half miles oh. before I was able to put a phone call in. And it's dark. Dark. <laughs> I had I did take a flashlight, but I didn't take a backup because I'm like – I'm going to get to a spot quickly. I don't need two flashlights. Like, that's crazy. My flashlight died. It was new batteries in this thing, and it died um, about 45 minutes into my walk. And thankfully, I could see the shape of the road at that point. Um, But I hiked from the top of that mountain four and a half miles down before I got picked up. Dude, and it it is a mountain. It is like one of the highest peaks down there surrounding Middlesbrough. And... Today, even still, my shins hurt so bad. I wouldn't have thought the decline would wear oh, yeah. shins out. Incline, yeah, incline gets me, but like the decline, my shins are so sore. Yeah. Um, my, I, I had uh, coyotes howling at one point. I'm like, this is cool. Maybe I'll get to shoot a coyote with my pistol that I have on. <laughs> you know, I'm like going through all these scenarios. I heard like seven turkeys gobbling on the way down. Like part of that was kind of nice, like hearing stuff like that. Nice little walk and then I had nature. a pack of dogs come out, uh, country dogs that come up, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is what yeah, gets you. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to I'm gonna shoot this dog from this old bumpkin's house, and he's going to come out. I mean, this dude had like junk all out in his – there was like seven cars out in his front yard that have been there since 1980, I bet. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, please do not cross the road. Like, I, I finally get away from them, and literally, I walked for an hour and 25 minutes, um, four and a half miles down this mountain. No one would stop and pick me up because uh. I look like a lunatic. You know, I'm like well, uh, wearing all orange and camo. They know I ha- probably have a gun. Yeah, which I did. Uh, <coughs> but I'm like trying to waving my flashlight, trying to get people to you stop. Should have tried using the gun. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, what's funny is I had that comical, two vehicles. I had, in the middle I had that comical thought of like, yeah, that'll get like just kind of laughing to myself. It would but get him to stop. To speed this story up, because I know you guys have good stories. Um, I could not get a tow truck. It's Thanksgiving weekend. It, uh, oh, the no. guy that I got a hold of was supposed to call me back at one. He never called me back. I ended up finding another guy. Me and me and my dad drove up there to get my gun, um, and then we drove up there to put oil in it because I didn't know what had happened. Mm. And then we get up there, and he starts pouring oil in, and it's not just coming out of one spot. It's like I can see it leaking all over the place. Oh, so I'm no. like, okay, the oil pan is definitely shot. I crawl up under there and put my fingers. The 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 oil pan looks like a can of tuna. It's like <laughs> right down the middle so of it. Was it like a, you think a rebar or something? No, like I think I must have hit, there must have been a rock that was turned up that I couldn't see in the grass. Uh, um, I never even heard it. That's really? what's crazy. It's like, I just it. heard grass brushing along the bottom yeah. and, you know, I, and every now and then I would hear the trailer on the back. Cause I had my deer cart on the back of the car and I didn't mm-hmm. have it up. I had it down. I'm like, well, whatever, it'll drag a little bit. It's fine. Um, 
and I heard that, but I never heard the oil pan get sliced. But mm. it, it it is like a you took a can opener right down the middle of it. I could get probably almost my whole hand up into that hole. Oh, and so I told Dad, I'm like, just stop pouring. Uh, yeah. But when we were up there, I did accidentally turn the ignition on uh, just out of habit with my foot on the brake, and the engine turned. So I'm like, I don't think it's seized up, which is the best case scenario that maybe I'm out a thousand bucks to replace the oil pan, um, instead of a $7,000 rebuilt engine at mm-hmm. best, um, be 12,000 new, I'm sure. Jeez. So, um, me and dad went up there twice. And then I went up there with the, t- the tow truck. I told him I'm on top of a mountain. I'm like, dude, I am on a mountain. I'm, I'm, we're going to off-roading to get my car. And they sent a rollback truck. <laughs> if you don't know what a rollback truck is, <laughs> it's the giant flatbed truck that they roll the back down and put cars on. And I'm, I see this thing pull in, and I'm like, mm-hmm, nope. Ain't going to work. We get up there, and the guy goes, <clears throat> nope, my boss will kill me if I do that. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, man, you can make I'm not talking into it at <laughs> yeah, this point. Yeah, once he's there. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, dude, we took my dad's Acadia up that. Like, you just make that – once we make that turn, we're good. And he's like, nope. Go down, wait on. I'm watching the end of the U of L UK game in the parking lot of my old high school. Oh, that's something to be happy um, about for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was excited about that. Uh, but now we're getting to the point where like the sun's getting ready to set. I've been going all day trying Jeez, to get my car off this man. mountain. So finally, I get up there and th- we got this this dude ripping a wrecker. Uh, we were doing at least seventy in a this fifty five on the way up the mountain, and he's telling me he's like, I grew up over here. That was my house when I was a kid. I used to. My grandpa, and that's my uncle right there. He honks the horn. He goes, ah, he's deaf. He can shoot a deer. He goes, he's blind too, but he can shoot a deer at 100 yards. <laughs> uh, so me and him rode up there, and then we were able to get the car down um, sketchily. Uh, it's an all-wheel drive, so all kinds of complications. Finally get it on the rollback. The rollback had to come up and get me, and then finally take it over. So it's at a shop. I drove my parents' car up here. But, yeah, I'm just waiting on the old phone call today to tell me what the damage is going to be. Mm. Um and uh, I told is this somebody your dad knows down there? Yeah, there's only a couple of mechanics down there that would take a job like that. Um, and that w- that's the one that my dad uses all the time. And he's like, he's a church going guy. He's not going to lie to you. So, I'm like, all right, that's who you take your car to. And he works on like, you know, nice cars too. I mean, um, dad's got a BMW that he's taken to him, and like he he knows he's not just like some random mechanic junking cars and. You know, doing that deal, which no insult to that. That's what my papa did. Yeah, but. You got one of those fancy foreign cars. Yeah, he, he uh, yeah, dad does. Um, no, do. no, I don't. <laughs> I'm that, messing with I, you. I, uh, I, would, I wish I had the BMW because I don't like the Acadia. But, <laughs> uh, not a big fan. I'm missing my Highlander for sure. Uh, but what's funny is I'm just waiting on Dan now to be like, oh, you're going to trade your RAV4 in for a, a real truck? And <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. But definitely – uh, was looking at possible trade-in value for buying a Forerunner yesterday. Which, then I came back around. I'm like, no, I don't want it. I like, I bought this thing because I chose year-round comfort versus the three days a year I actually would <laughs> use it. And then the funniest part of this whole thing is, um, I, I told Dad, I said, I guess I just need to start like getting up here with a four-wheeler. We're gonna have to get your four-wheelers working next time so that I can I can go up there without having to risk my car. And he goes. Oh, my four-wheeler works. And I was like, oh. What? He's like, yeah, I mow the yard with it all the time now because he's got, like, this big pull-behind yep. mower. And I was like, oh. So I was – I could have driven – that would have been cold 20 minutes getting up there, but it would have definitely saved me some cash and, and, and been a, a lot walk. better. Lot, it would have been a lot better because I, I, if I had had a four-wheeler, I would have scouted other places. 
that I, I could get to without having to walk. You know, I told you all the other day, I did like 800 feet of elevation in about a mile and a half on that. Like I could have done that with a four wheeler though. Cause there was this primo spot that I was looking at on the map and I just couldn't get to it. Cause it's such a long, I'm like, I'm not walking in here with a gun. There's no way someone it's all that elevation and stuff. And then if you kill something, yeah. what are you going to do to get it out? Walking like, in with the guns, one thing. Yeah, walking, walking out with out. the deer. Exactly. So, but now I'm like, Oh, he's like, yeah, the Honda 500s. It's in tip top shape right now. <laughs> Like awesome, good to so, know. That was my weekend. I, I I joked that uh, I was gonna use Braden's guiding service going forward, but he'd have to drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, I'm a better guide than I am hunter. Yeah, tell <laughs> us about it. Uh, so my uncle had kind of offhand mentioned to me like, "Hey, I I think I'd want to go hunting with you this year," and I was like, "Cool, man. You let me know. I'd love to take you out. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to get up in a tree? Do you want?" He's like, "Yeah, something easy would be." would be nice just kind of he's like i haven't done anything close to hunting for you know a long time he's like i'd like to just get back out there and see if i want to get into it well then fast forward a couple months and he's like hey i bought a six five uh i was like oh cool he's like i think i think i want to hunt with it i was like awesome um well then i'm like okay let's go this day and turned out to be yesterday sunday um a day worked out for him and me i hunted this past Saturday and didn't see any, we saw like one doe, um, just ground hunted up on a, on a good spot, but didn't pan out. And, uh, so I was like, cool, me and him will go out Sunday to my grandpa's and just, you know, easy hunt. This is going to be cake. I'm watching the wind, find a spot basically in the middle of this big field that kind of like looks into the woods has about, we're looking over like probably 60 or 70 yards to the woods and then to our left have just tons of open space and um good cover there's like all these it's like tall grasses but it's not too tall to where we can't put like a tripod and a gun and just he's texting me like what all do i need i'm like this this license uh he's like what do i wear i don't have camo i was like earth tones he's like it's black and earth tone and i was like <laughs> i mean that's fine whatever like low expectations like he just kind of wants to get back into hunting so i'm trying to just you know accommodate it and make it super easy for him bring him you know all of the orange he needs or whatever and uh, some hand warmers and get his chair all set up and find a good spot and everything. And we're sitting there and I'm kind of like, this is why we, ch-. I'm telling him like, this is why we chose this spot. You know, this is just kind of talking him through things like, you know, manipulating the gun, being still as much as possible, how to move if you have to, um, you know, where I think deer are going to come from and where to be watching, look with your eyes, not your head, all the basic stuff. And, um, I grab my Windicator and like kind of go puff puff with it and out of the corner of my eye in the woods I see movement and I like look over and I'm like he's still look 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 over there it's 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 a buck I mean like I for context I've never seen a buck in person at my grandpa's like I've hunted out there a lot I've shot a doe out there see lots of does and that's what I figured we'd see out there but boom there's there's a buck right there. I never got a good look at his antlers, but I heard him like hitting stuff, moving around, and he just kind of cruised back into the woods. And my uncle's like trying to find him in the scope, and he doesn't. And I was like, dude, I you can't appreciate it. We've been sitting here for ten minutes. Like I've never <laughs> seen a buck out here, and we saw one immediately. Like I, this this might be a good day. We might have a bunch of deer rolling through. Like keep your eyes peeled, kind of thing. And so we proceed to sit there for three or so hours in the rain, and uh, we don't see anything else. Heard some some deer moving back in the woods, but never got an eye on them. 
and so I'm like, hey, you know, like, it's raining, like, how you doing, like, we don't need to just tough this out for no reason, like, we can go out another time, and he's like, he's like, ah, I gotta pee, and, like, I'm getting wet through this stuff, I'm I'm about good, it was getting kind of cold, like, all right, cool, what time do you want to get up, he's like, this time, like, all right, well, we still have plenty of sunlight left, so, um, we'll take the stuff back up to the car, it was like 150 yard walk, I mean, we weren't far, we'll take the stuff up to the cars, and, uh, we'll just go have a little walk around and see what we can see. And so we dropped the stuff off and we, or I checked a couple fields on the way out, didn't see anything. And so I kind of plotted a route and I really just wanted to see some sign to be able to show I'm like, that's a bedding, that's this and that. So we start walking, boom, there's a rub. And I was like, oh man, like, that's nice. I haven't seen many of those out here. I keep walking, boom, another rub, boom, another rub, boom, another rub, boom, another rub, scrape. And I'm like, holy cow, like, <laughs> That buck we saw has been working down in here. And so we kind of get, we walk kind of, there's like this this peninsula of field that cuts into the middle of the woods line. And so I wanted to walk that and just get to the end and look down the hill into the woods and see if we could just see anything. It's raining, the wind's blowing in our face. So it's kind of a perfect situation to be doing this little gallivant, just moving slow, seeing if we can see anything. Don't see anything, and I tell him, like, hey, you walk ahead of me and turn this corner to the right, because if there's anything there, like, you're going to have to shoot it quick. So put him ahead of me, turns the corner, nothing. I'm like, okay, well, the buck was down here. Like, let's go see what we can see down where this buck was. And we get down to the woods line, and we're looking around, and I hear something move, and I look to my left, and at, like, 15 yards, there's a buck standing there looking at me. And I was like, get your gun <laughs> and he's like he's like oh, oh and like points at it and like i mean it freaked us both out like this i mean if i had the gun i'd be like what the heck and so he points it at it and the brush is covering like most of his his body i can see his his head and the way he's standing he's like directionally facing out into the field but has his head and neck craned all the way back almost covering his entire like midsection so i'm like don't shoot don't shoot don't shoot don't shoot and this thing like is standing there looking at us and like not moving and i'm like what the heck like just i was like just wait just wait i'll tell you when to shoot just wait just wait and then i was like well heck like we're way too close to this thing like if it just takes off like we're we're in the danger zone like i was like just slowly start backing up with me and so like i've got a hold of his jacket and i'm kind of guiding him he's facing the, the deer and i'm like guiding it back so we don't step over stuff and we get about 40 yards away and this buck takes like two steps out into the field and then falls like on its side what yeah falls and like a fainting goat like yeah yeah (laughs) totally falls and then gets back up and stands there again and we're just like sitting there looking at it goes to like run back into the woods takes off and its head and neck like fully arch like totally back (laughs) So at this time, I can see something is wrapped in his antlers. Mm. So uh, if you can imagine him running forward and having, like, it just, uh, it close like closed, line. it almost clotheslined him, but it was on his <clears> antlers, <throat> not his neck. And he just goes up, like, real far and falls flat back and doesn't move. And he's just laying there. And I can, like, kind of see, like, I can see him laying there. And now we're up against the clock. It's getting, like, the sun is going down and it it's past technical sundown. 525, I think it was. We're like five minutes past. 
So you still got 25 minutes of yeah. shooting light. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, but it's starting to get dark and it's raining. So it's cloudy. And so yeah. it's difficult to see the scope. I'm like, literally, I have like a, a cloth, a lens cloth. I'm like cleaning off his scope, trying to keep it good so he can shoot. And I'm like, okay, we wait a few minutes and it doesn't move. I'm like, okay, at this point, I'm feeling like we got to mercy kill this thing. Like it is tangled up in, I think, barbed wire because I know there's a fence there. It might cut across here. I was like, we got to find an angle and kill this thing. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to make some noise. Like I had a, my tripod in my hand and I'm like, I'm going to bang the sticks together. And when it stands up, get an angle and you just got to shoot it. I mean, it, this is, it's not going to be pretty, but you just got to shoot it. So boom, bang it. Nothing. I'm like, bang, 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 nothing. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, how are we going to kill this thing? So I'm like, you stay there. I'm going to angle up and try to like see if we can get up on this hillside and see down in. And as I'm going, I kind of see like we've got this angle of like I can see his head in the woods. His butt is closest to me. His his head is like directly in front. Like we can kind of get an angle on that front shoulder. I was like, come here. I was like, just take a shot. You see his front shoulder. Try to try to hit like down in and see if we can get any vitals. Boom, takes a shot. And this thing like kicks a little bit but doesn't really move that much. I'm like – uh, I don't know if it's already dead. I don't know if it's broke its neck. I don't know what's going on. We get another angle, and I was like, this is a better angle. Go ahead and take a shot from here. Boom, shoot again. It doesn't move on the second shot. So I'm like, okay. This feels like the situation where we walk in and get gored. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is like this feels terrible. <laughs> it's starting to get dark. <laughs> He's sopping wet and, like, cold, and I'm like, okay. Like, let's give this just a sec. Again, I'm making noise. He's not moving. I'm, like, banging stuff, kind of throwing stuff over at him. Get down in there, and I have him with the gun, like, on him. And I'm, I, like, grab a stick and, like, hit him with it. And then doesn't move. And so then I had him, I, I had a gun pointed at him, and he grabbed a stick. And I was, like, poke him in it, reach up and poke him in his eye. I had a good shot at, like, his heart and everything if something weird happened. And so he reached up, pokes him in his eye, doesn't move. I was like, all right, we killed this thing. Drag it out in the field, and it is the guttiest gut shot you've ever seen. In your oh, life. yeah. Yeah, and so uh, it was awesome. Second second <laughs> gut shot deer that I've had to, to – the gut angle you were shooting at, did you get vitals too? Oh, yeah. I was to say because you were coming in from behind. Oh, not not quite gosh. a Texas heart shot. Yeah. But no, but dang near. Like yeah. similar principle just went through. I was wondering where this was going to go. Cause oh, pure nastiness. And I never – the weird thing was I never found the, the first shot, entry or exit. I, I don't know what happened. I, it hit him, I yeah. think. I like I saw fur move when he shot, but I could never find that. But the second shot could was, have just been. You might not have grazed. Could have grazed him. Well, you might not have had an exit wound on the first shot. Possibly. Did it's you, so close though that I don't know the exit wound on the second shot. I mean, it was like it was pretty big. Did you yeah, find I mean, a, six five? It, well, so it was three fifty. Uh, oh, I left oh. out this part. He never <clears throat> sighted in his six five. So. I didn't have a gun. He was just using my 350, mm-hmm. uh, 350 Legend. But yeah, so drug it out into the field and and gutted it. And so how was that with his first deer, it being gut shot and experiencing that whole thing? Well, uh, I guess one thing when I when I went down to pick up the deer, it was like all wrapped up in this vineage. Yeah, like, let's talk about that. Yeah, what's going on here? Right. Okay. So I think, I mean, it was just viney as all get out back in there. And so I think when he fell in the field he tripped on some of that vineage and like fell down and then 
got up and went to run. And when we went to run, there's just, I mean, it is thick. Like, it's almost, it's like braided. There's like three and four like vines. Like grapevine looking stuff. Like kind of. Ton, like, ver- like winter creeper or whatever. Something like that. And I mean, it wasn't like, I didn't have my knife out, but like, I untangled it from around his, and I mean, it was, it was thick stuff. Like, not, and so I could totally see how it just got wrapped all around his, his antlers. Um, but to answer the question of like how he was with it, he was kind of conflicted because the first deer that he's ever shot was effectively a mercy kill. It was kind of weird. Um, and I was just explaining to him like, look, you saved that deer an awful night. Like that thing was going to get eaten alive by coyotes tonight. And you really did it a favor. And we take them however we can get them. I mean, it is tough to kill bucks and, like did not even expect to see one. We saw two tonight and you know, you did a good thing by doing it. And he quickly kind of was like, okay, cool. And then he was just like really excited about it. And then he got to watch me gut a gut shot, <laughs> watch me and smell me gut a gut shot deer. And it's stank my hands. I can still smell it. I've watched yep. them a hundred times. And uh, yeah, it was, it was gnarly. It was way worse than the one last week. Uh, just disgusting. And so, yeah. So then we called the, the processor in town that I like to take it to, that's a webs affiliate. And there's been, there was two or three processors in town that shut down over the off season. So this place I go McAfee's and most people in the area go is like stuff to the gills. I mean, you can't, you can't get a deer in there. They, I heard they opened up on Saturday for a little bit. And in like six hours, they took in like 85 deer or something. Or no, first hour, he took in 85 deer Webbs and then is, had to close. Webs was the same way, especially yeah. like opening week in a rifle. I think it was on Sunday of opening week in a rifle here. They they essentially closed. Yeah, that's they what happened. like, we can't take any more right now. That's yes. what happened yeah. to me last week. I don't know if I told you that. That's what happened to me. I drove out of there. I didn't have service for mm-hmm. three days. And so got there not knowing, drove an hour, and they're like, Nope, gotta go. Sounds so, like we need to s- open up a processing place. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, so we uh, had to call my uncle and go hang it in his barn. Um, and yeah, so that was that was the story. It was really cool. He was really grateful, and uh, and it was a good buck. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a technically a five point. He's got like yeah, a little number. Dude, he's so tall. Yeah, very tall. Yeah, cool that, looking that split. G two on the yeah. the backside. I know what made him fall in the first place. I think it was the vine. <laughs> so the vines, like I think he tripped on them. Like yeah. they they were run. It was almost like got a wall. Got his foot down in and couldn't pull out. Exactly maybe, or right. Something like That's that. kind of what I'm thinking. And uh, I thought he got shot. I when the way yeah. he fell, I, I heard a gunshot earlier. You just uh, thought he was evening. already kind of bleeding. So I thought somebody shot him, and he came there and was dying. And I was like, this is private ground. Nobody, unless someone, you can turn those, uh, restart the recording on those so we get Jacob's story. Um, just hit the shutter. Do you have to, like, time it? Nah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. And uh, so no one had called in. Like, my grandpa didn't call me and tell me someone called and was going to be looking for a deer on the property or anything well, like that. Well, even if they were looking for a deer and you shot it last, I mean. It would be, yeah, right. And but I'm like looking at it. I'm not seeing bullet holes, like nothing. I mean, it, it was it was a very weird experience. But he was like he was very excited. He's already talking about getting a muzzleloader to try to come out during muzzleloader because he bought the deer bundle so he can shoot uh, two does now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, his parents are like Italian, and he's from Canada, and so he's like 
a great chef. I was at his house. He made like his grandma's uh, pasta Ooh. over the weekend, and so he's like, "I my there's a lot of venison dishes from Italy uh-huh. that I'm like really excited to try to like learn to make." And we cut the tenderloins out, and so he's got he's got those in the fridge. He's marinating them. He's gonna do some stuff with that. So I'm excited for him to have venison because yeah. that means we're gonna be eating good. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, got another one in the family into it. It's cool. Nice. I don't think Jacob is going to top last year's story, but I'm excited to hear that because I haven't heard anything. I actually no. have forgotten about it yeah. because of my drama. I yeah. was wrapped up in myself. Um. <coughs> yeah. So I I thought it was going to be a little bit crazy, but after hearing that, that's that the craziness scale is now ramped up. But <laughs> you got to one up it. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, it's definitely a bigger deer. We'll <laughs> say that. For sure. My my season last year was it it was great and detrimental at the same time. I feel like it kind of skewed things for me this year. Um, I've talked before, I've missed two deer already, two nice bucks already this season, stupid shots, clean misses. So the, you know, the hunter, not the, not the equipment thing. So I, you know, it's the last weekend of rifle season. I'm talking to my wife, trying to figure out when I can get out and hunt. We've got family stuff going on. And so we figure out that I've got basically until 9am on Saturday morning to get out. So Friday night, I'm looking at Onyx, and I'm moving the map around. I'm pulling up Spartan Forge, like everything at my disposal, just trying to figure out where I'm going to go. Because there's a tree line that I hunted for the first time Wednesday of last week and saw eight deer. And so, you know, a literal split of bucks and does. And so my initial thought was, I want to go to that spot. But then my brother-in-law had seen a really nice buck cross the field down towards my other spot where I've hunted saddle hunting in a tree. So Friday night, I'm I'm looking at the maps, just trying to figure out where to go. And, and Liz looks over at me, and then she texts me because I'm on my phone. <laughs> looking at them. She texts me, "Trust your gut." I'm like, "Okay, I'm going. I'm going where I was Wednesday in that tree line." So the way the property is, this is the highest point of the property. I look down a field that runs down into a creek bed and then I can see the opposite field. If something were to be coming, I could probably make a move around. So I'm like, this, this is the best place to be. Wind is not great for it based on where the deer were when I was out there Wednesday, but I'm going to roll the dice, um, based on where that buck traveled when my brother-in-law was out there and then just kind of see what happens. So I took a picture of the sunset. So I know kind of the rough timeline of this whole thing. So just after 7.30, I pulled my bind. I took a picture of the sunset. I pulled my bind. Sunset or sunrise? Sunrise. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Sunrise. I was thinking maybe this happened Friday night. (laughs) Sorry. 7.30 a.m. sunrise. Take a picture. Then I get my binos up, and I'm looking out across the field trying to see if anything's coming in. Don't see anything. Put my binoculars down to my chest, and I hear footsteps behind me. And then run off in the other direction. I'm like, mm-hmm. that was a deer. Like, it is when did you? very clear a deer. I think it saw my hands uh-huh. move down. Because there's a little break in the trees mm. intentionally so that I could peek yeah. into that other field. So I'm like, dang it, again? You know, like, busted those deer last time I was out there. Didn't have a shot on anything. I was like, here we go. Let's run it back. So I walk around the tree line, which is probably 10 yards down to the end of the tree line where there's an opening in the fence and I can see into that opposite field. So I peek around directly down the tree line, a hundred yards from me are two does just standing there staring at me. 
So that was what came up behind me. So I'm like, all right. Um, when I got out there, my plan was to hunt this spot until 8 a.m. and then go down into the creek valley for my last hour to see some rolls through there. So this is like 745 or so now. I go back. I grab the tripod that's up under the trees. I start crossing the hill towards my truck. I mean, I can see my truck this whole time. That's how close I was to where I parked. I get to the very crest, the literal highest point of the property, and this buck steps out of the tree line 50 yards down the tree line from my truck. Just step, like, literally steps out, ass in the tree line still, just looking at the field. I'm sky lit as a mug. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, there is, this is blown. He's going to see me in a second. He's looking out in the field, kind of looks my direction. Looks back forward, keeps walking out in the field. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) So I've got this tripod. um, Really sweet, by the way. Like, I cannot have a bigger pitch for hunting with a tripod than what I'm about to give. Because this thing, the first time I've done it is this year. It is amazing. So my brother-in-law got this tripod. It's carbon fiber, bog, pipod. It's sweet. So I set it down. And, of course, I'm in dry soybeans, so it's loud. Mm. It sounds like rattles everywhere. So I set this tripod down, and it's at standing height because I was standing in the tree line. Well, I'm trying to get lower mm-hmm. so that I'm not completely skylit, and I start, you know, fiddling with the adjustments on the tripod, kind of weasel it down a little bit to where I'm now on my knees, and I'm guessing I, I kind of pulled, look, looked at the map later. I'd say 80, 85, 90, somewhere in that range from the steer. He does not. He either doesn't see me. I don't know if it's like a glare thing behind me or what. He doesn't see me and just keeps coming out into the field. So I'm moving as fast as I can, get down on my knees, get set up on the rifle, take the shot. He drops right where he was. And at this point, I'm like, you know, everything, all the adrenaline hits my blood. (laughs) Because it's weird. The the two shots that I took this year that missed were settled – I had time to think about it. Uh, they were coming into where exactly where I wanted them to be, and I'm mentally not there. Last year, walking, standing shot. This year, walking, kneeling shot. I'm calm. Like, because there's so many other things that I'm thinking about. I'm not just thinking shot, 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 shot. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's perfect shot. Drops right where he is. Um, <laughs> I kid you not. I walk over to to him. I can see my truck. I can see the tripod where I was standing that is sky lit like a Christmas tree standing up in the top of the crest of this hill. And I'm like, how did this happen? Like, yeah. there, there is no way this buck should have stayed here. But it happened. Was he missing Got his him. right eye? No. <laughs> I don't know. He could have been blind. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so he's he's eight point. He's got great mass. His, yeah, uh, that's what I noticed about it. Thick. His rack is not nearly as wide as last year's. Last you're gonna year's, have a hard time topping. Yeah, the buck last, from last year he had a freak width. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would assume he's two and a half, uh, but he does have really good mass, like through through his main beams and uh, cool deer, cool situation again. It's like dumb luck. And both bucks last year and this year is just dumb luck that that works out. 
Um, like I said, 100% will be anytime I'm on the ground using a tripod from here yes. on out just because the it is so stable. And I was telling my brother-in-law about this because he likes to hunt coyotes. I was like, I would feel completely comfortable with a moving shot because that thing is rock solid. Oh, and yeah. Uh, it makes such a big difference, and I've never had so much confidence in before I pull the trigger, not any kind of wobble to it. Um, and you draw that's the first deer that I have dropped in its in its stance. It's a really good feeling, Just isn't it? Boom, yep. <laughs> straight to the ground, belly to the ground. Unreal. Yep, loved you, it. You told the story of a hearing a grunt by your truck one night. Mm-hmm. Was that the same spot you parked? Yep. I wonder if it was him. That is that is my literal parking spot every time I go. Um, and I went back through trail cam photos. Like, I got to find this gear, deer because I've seen a lot of really good bucks on camera. But he has a distinct, what I'm calling a witch finger on, yeah, on one of his right. tines where it looks like it was injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild looking. Um, I can't find him on the cameras. But in that exact spot. Where's, when, the, where's the witch finger? Uh, His right side? G2. I don't know. I'll have to look at the picture. can't remember which side. I had one like you that. you seen one like that? Yeah. Well, the Because we're not far notes. from each other, are we? Uh, a couple I mean, miles. Fisherville. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. That's probably not the same deer. I thought you were <laughs> I thought you were over in J-Town. No. Um, no, no, no. I, I, didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize the new farm was that far out. No, it's, it's, it's five okay, minutes Okay, I would have been like, I got that deer on camera if it's the other I spot. I mean, it's possible, but it's like probably that, that's, 10, 12 that's, miles. Yeah, that's probably – I mean, it, that's – I don't know. Bill Thompson would probably tell you in peak rut, yeah, maybe possible. Oh, it could definitely happen. But I just think that the odds are so slim with the deer with, with populations out well, here. Well, I yeah, guess yeah, now yeah. we got to beat twice if, yeah. we're, if we're doing I, that. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think that gives away anything. It's a uh, ton of private. Yeah, you know? I, I don't think it gives away anything. But the that distance, I would say not the same deer. If you were at your other spot, I'd be like, dude, I got that deer on camera. Yeah. That's just a few miles away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so the, all that to say, like, Wednesday morning, I'm hunting in the exact same spot that I did Saturday morning, and I had a small buck wind me, bolt out of there, bigger buck follows him blindly, like just takes off running. Um, As I go back to my truck that morning to get ready to leave, there is a big buck that comes through the tree line where my truck is sitting. Hmm. And this is all in the exact same spot where that so you heard a grunt over there, and you've seen them coming out of there. You think they're bedding close to that spot? Yep. Yeah. There is an old dry pond. Mm-hmm. So it's an old cattle farm. There's a couple dried-up ponds that they use to, to water the cows. It is right there, tons of brushy, just mm-hmm. – I mean, if you look at bedding in the dictionary, it's it's this spot yeah. right here. Um, and I think that's what they're doing. The does came out of it the other day. This now what I would consider three, four, five possibly. If, if one of these – if two of the bucks I saw last week – weren't the same guy five bucks in this one was the sun coming up behind you um yeah southeast so So, i mean even though you're i mean you're skylit which still doesn't it's still crazy but you could have had some glare like you said but also you're in the shade you're in the dark like the dark side of the hill you know possible so he couldn't see as well um i mean i I was very careful not to be moving unless his head was down. Well, and two, you had those does in there, so I wonder if he just kind of thought you were – if he had seen those does and maybe thought that's what you were. Um, possible. I don't know. It, it Just was, like was last time. Was the wind blowing like, towards him or away? Uh, it was in my face. It was going yeah. across him to me. That's good. Yeah. That helps. I was, well, I was kind of thinking that – because were the does on the other side of you? They were behind me. Yeah, see, I was kind of thinking that maybe he smelled the does – 
But no. No, no, no but he knew they were there. Yeah, that's see, that's kind of what I'm. I'm, I'm wondering if he didn't kind of assume. Yeah, because they were there the, mo- the other morning when my brother-in-law was out there. Literally yeah. the day before, Doe's behind him. With you being backlit, I mean, maybe he did see you, and that's just kind of what he thought it was. Yeah, possibly tripod legs. That's why he and didn't a, make it to three and a half. A brown body. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What gets every one of them. Yeah. yeah so it was. It was uh, I, I had some frustrating times, and I'm sure people have had way worse seasons. I'm not discrediting hard seasons. But I had a couple times this year where I was just really frustrated, and I just wanted the season to be over. You were already like back into fishing door. mode. Yeah. yeah, dude went and caught some beautiful trout yeah, out yeah. in North Carolina, and was all of a sudden back to fishing. Like, I don't even want to hunt anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you still have a buck tag? Right? I do. Yeah, and I still have a buck tag. Yeah. Um, what a! I've never hunted late season, and I don't think you do much either. I have um, in the past, but, but not lately. It's been in the last like five, six years when I picked up waterfowl hunting. I know deer will go back to their routine, but they, they will. Do, but do they? Food. Will the daytime versus nighttime movement change much? Will like will they be out as much in the day, or will mm. they start? Does that kind of get hard to predict? To hard to predict uh, in my experience, probably not as much. Me and Erica are actually talking about this this morning because she was kind of limiting her lack of seeing buck movement out where she's hunting i just bought another camera to put on the other side of that property i'm mm-hmm. hunting because i'm trying to figure out they seem to have moved down to coming out that side because they moved some landscaping rock in right next to my tree mm-hmm. and i'm like well maybe the bucks are there and i'm just not seeing them well, the, the, what i was explaining to erica is like you know the the bucks for the last couple of weeks have been going crazy and that's all kind of calming down now so what they're worried about is i have a question related to that is feeding getting their energy back up bedding stuff like that so a lot of times what's happened at this like post rut time frame that we're in now is the the bucks are just they're bedded down during the day they're not mm-hmm. moving they and when they do move they're not moving <coughs> far because they don't have a lot of energy um well probably, i've got I've, I've got food and water and when a second rut comes through in a couple weeks because that usually i think it's like usually mid-december around here mm-hmm I'll have does, mm-hmm. so I've still got does coming through, just not as many. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be tough to tag a buck at this point. I think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, its finger should be getting itchy on one of them does. <laughs> I'm going to shoot it. Yeah, I mean, I, I shot at a doe the other day and missed it. That's I told right. you I went and yeah. checked my bow because I was like, oh, two low shots. This is definitely a bad tune. And then it was like dead on. <laughs> I shot elevated. Are hoping your bow is I off. shot elevated out of my son's treehouse, uh, almost the same elevation, like the. Uh, angle and it was dead on at 25 yards and i'm like okay dude so. i think i like my bow miss i think i just punched the trigger before i was even at full draw i i definitely jumped the gun on that buck and he didn't stop i thought he had stopped he stopped briefly but by the time i released he was already moving again and he was all amped up but the doe the other day i just straight whiffed it that was just, and it was a little doe it was like small target small yeah. target yeah uh but both of those were low um so i don't know i'm, I'm gonna get out and i'll get a doe but that's why I'm, I'm gonna put that camera out and then i'll have two sides i'll just figure out which side they're going to more frequently i've got a tree i can move to and you've so. been hunting in the evenings there's no no action in the mornings that you're aware of man there was a little bit peak rut those does were coming out there more mm-hmm. um I have I had to set my cameras to where they turn off during the workday because I was mm-hmm. I was burning through my pictures getting landscape trucks, um, so because I, I had like a hundred pictures go off in one day, and I I'm like okay I gotta turn turn I had to set the the the, the on the tacticam you can like turn off an active hour. Um, what I wish I could do is on the weekends I wish I could leave it on all day, 
but I can't. It's just a five, it's like a one setting, you know, because huh. most people, why would most people do that? That doesn't make sense for like most yeah. people don't have this weird scenario. Mm-hmm. I do where like Saturday and Sunday gets more activity than during the week. Uh, but I'm going to set up that other one and I'm going to try to set that one up to where it's not pointing out towards the field where the landscape action is going down. Um, I could, I've, I've thought about turning this other one away from that too, but I don't really, without setting up like one of those pods out there, I don't have a tree to really do that very well too. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm probably, I'm probably going to go out there and drop a camera this week, like in the dark and yeah. just throw one up and see what happens. I, I bought another camera. Praise go wild for having Tacticam in stock. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do that. Um, although I did forget my keys to my, um, trail cameras there. It's, back home inside of my car which is where i was leaving because that's why I'm, but i think i've got a uh i think those cables you can lock them you just can't unlock them so i've got like two or three cables i'll put on it hopefully they'll go through speaking to trail cameras uh that's when me and phil went hunting out at the bowl uh we didn't hunt the bowl we hunted like 200 200 300 yards something like that down a ways but we accessed through the bowl and then went out through the bowl access in the morning so it's dark and so we got down whatever on our way out climb out of the bowl get on top of the ridge look up there's a camera right there mm. mile something back <clears throat> and a bunch of you know we're like who else is as dumb as we are did you wave at it yeah i did <clears throat> uh and but where the camera is i don't think that they're gonna get very many big bucks they get some of the smaller ones that roll through there and some does on top but the big ones are like down rolling so and yeah. maybe maybe they are i don't Hold know up a sign. no deer here yeah <laughs> yeah but then or we no walked, all the deer here <laughs> first time we walked out or first time i've ever had this happen walking out two conservation officer trucks were sitting mm. there at our truck uh or phil's car and uh they they checked us up and down for everything yeah, i mean really? it was yeah oh, they, they stopped you took my gun like went through all the rounds like checked at everything went through like those, all these series of well, questions you, and because you reported you those dudes with the, and that's what we told him we were like yeah just so you know we were the or phil he was like i was the one that reported the guy with the corn and they're like we got him we were like oh, okay had a boy had a boy this is my spot that i had scouted so i was gonna be sitting up here the deer were coming right through on that trail in the morning now it probably wasn't a monster deer to your point although in my head i was kind of thinking about that conversation with bill thompson he's like man sometimes the big ones will hide in plain sight mm-hmm. because the, it's it's like they figure out that they can bed See there. Danger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way off of that point, unless they go straight down the cliff is, is where this shoot this this spot is. So that yeah. I was going to have an awesome view though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's like killer dude. Yeah. And, and super hidden. Um, now the problem with it is that everything is so accessible. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there was going to, and, and, but dude, there was, so I passed um, – there was two side-by-sides there, and I actually ended up running into one of those guys. They helped me push my car on out of the way. Um, they were elk hunting, and they oh, said yeah. they had seen two cows that morning. Um, hmm. So I bet the other guys that they were with there were elk hunting. So that means there was only, like, three other deer hunters that went up there that morning. Wow. Like I was going to have, like, very little pressure. And that's 53,000 acres. So that's – and now there's other entry points, I'm sure. But, like, it was going to be – that's less – people than my private spot you know it's, that's what yeah. i was joking the other day about matt ranella um talking about like how the pressure on public and blah 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 and i'm like dude i have more pressure on my private spot you guys <laughs> hate on private and and he like couldn't wrap his head around it but that's proof like it's literally yeah but literally like in, in that spot 
there was going to be like maybe six total hunters Jeez. across at least a 10,000 acre spot that I was sitting around. Yeah, that should so be enough. I heard one shot all morning. Wow. On my, on my um, and, and that was, now I was gone for a little bit of the morning, but me and dad went back up there. I saw a father son that showed up and they were just walking mm-hmm. and I told him where to go. He had never been up there before. Yeah. Um, but man, I had like the money <coughs> spot yeah. for, for Jeez, uh, the, the bedding. Wasn't is, meant to be. The bedding was behind me. So yeah. the the wind Dang. was going to be perfect. Like I had, I was excited. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe so I should have just parked it and hunted. Yeah. Had a tow truck come in and get me later. I don't know. I would have had a hard time doing that. Yeah. For sure. I've, I've got a, a late rut question that I thought of as you were talking about what their pattern goes to the, in late season. This, this buck. Now I know there's, we can talk about all the possibilities of genetics and food and diet and whatever. This buck this year, when I was gutting him, was less fatty than the previous year, two weeks earlier into rut. Dude, Dude are they I gutted was fat as so heck. Was it? That's what I was going to What I was going to say is the, the two deer that I gutted this year was part of gutting. One was mine, one was someone else's. Both of these deer, full of fat. Really? Super fat. <clears throat> so this guy was just lean. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a... I don't know. I mean, like you said, we could sit here and talk about it for forever. I don't know if it's a rut thing. I don't know if it's like the old farmer's well, almanac thing. had locked thing. down, though, and hadn't been running as hard, and his has been chasing the whole time. I mean, they're burning those fat reserves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, But it also could be what he's, I mean, a lot of it's what he's eating. Yeah. yeah. So. And I've heard some other people talking about. It's just the same about, area, same diet, I would say. Yeah. And I've heard other people talking about the same thing this year, that the deer that they've gutted have been super fatty. And I'm almost kind of leaning more towards like the, the, nuts. the, the old farmer, like, like maybe they're telling us it's going to be a cold winter <laughs> type thing. I don't know. I, I, I think it was just a good acorn crop. Yeah. Well, and we did have a really like, crazy and not crop. just here. From what I'm hearing, nationwide, I mean, oh, really? a heavy mast year. Bumper. When, I can't even walk in my backyard off yeah, of a tree. It's when, like walking on marbles back there. Right when now. that was one of the problems we had hunting down in Tennessee on our bear and yeah. deer hunt down there, and we started seeing it kind of even in the late summer. Is you, usually if you find like a good spot with acorns, it's like all right, cool, let's hunt this. This is a good. But they were everywhere. everywhere. Every so it's like it okay. eliminated. Yeah, it's just variable. throw a dart at the board, and yeah. you know, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other thing on that um, that spot. You know, Onyx has that overlaid where you can see the acorns, and it's everywhere. And I'm yeah. like, well, mm-hmm. there goes the food source target because yeah. this year, forget about it. You know, which yeah. that Onyx layer, and, and if you get into like how oak trees work, it's just basically telling you like historically, there's mm-hmm. oak, trees oak trees here that yeah. can produce acorns, but it doesn't. I mean, oak trees don't produce acorns. That layer is why I shifted my spot last year, though. Me and Jacob were looking Mm -hmm. at um, the property, and I I told him, I said, man, I keep seeing them come out of this spot over here, and I've never seen them do that before Mm -hmm. in five seasons of hunting over there. And he pulled up the layer, and he's like, well, it looks like there's oak trees down there. Maybe they're feeding because the drop last year was kind of weak. And so that drop over the hill must have been good. And they were, Yeah, they were kind of heading that way. Yeah. No, I I use that. I shooting my deer coming off of that. I use that layer all the time. I love it. It's just like everything. It's it's just you can't be married to i'll give uh bill with spartan forge a shout out because onyx is adding um you know they're they're just now are starting to add where you can see without the green the foliage like they have the dead of winter view so you can see the uh trails a little better yeah i can't remember what they call it it's like what they call it either but spartan forge has that Mm -hmm. now um and it's it's i think the lidar I don't know. No, I don't no. Know what, no, Bill's is just like a, you can see at different points in the year. You can actually adjust the time of year. You can scroll the yeah. bar or whatever. Whereas, oh, I haven't played with that. Onyx has come up with this thing, and I think it's what you're talking about, where you can you can get basically a much more recent 
satellite image of the area that you're looking at. Because you might be looking at a satellite image that's five well, years recent, old. But it's also something. like they'll give you a winter image that the the thing that they just I just had a push notification on it. It was like you can see during winter, so you can actually see trails through the trees a little bit better or whatever you're looking for. Because when it's all full foliage, you yeah. can't see anything. Blow down. But Bill, but Bill has had that. I mean, I think since Bill launched, yeah, that was Bill, his big thing. Bill does have the ability too. You can pull a recent satellite image, if specifically for your spot. And I, I cool. haven't really messed too much with Spartan Forge, but like the issue I have with Onyx, and it even tells you, it's like, hey, this is a much more recent image, but it's a lot lower quality because they're taking yeah. like higher up images just to cover more area. And I saw it with our property because of all the logging going on out there. I'm looking at Onyx, the high definition image, and it's still all you know heavy wooded areas. And then I tried the most recent, and it's showing everything that's been logged, but there's just no, like yeah, it's yeah. super mm. low resolution. resolution yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, guys, we got to wrap it. We're almost at an hour. Um, again, thanks to our sponsor, GunBroker.com. Appreciate you guys sponsoring the show. All the nonsense. Uh, although we had a pretty good, good. Uh, you know what? One thing I'm proud of. I gotta say this. I put the biggest thing in the truck this weekend. The truck. Your truck. Yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah, guys you got. Win. You guys got your uh, your five point and your eight. Eight and your eight point. Well, I had a four by four, but it was about a, a you know three or four ton. Uh, boy. <laughs> Good haul. for you, man. So you know, if I got anything on you, it's that. Uh, but we had. Uh, Let's compare bills later. <laughs> we had <laughs> Yours is going to take a little more process. Yeah, a little more yeah. expensive processing oh, fee. Man. Yeah, I had. Uh, yeah, we, we made some decisions this weekend. We're like, well, we're not going to buy that TV we were looking for. <laughs> um, but we had Derek, Jacob, Braden, and Brad on here. If you guys want to log this on Go Wild, hit the plus sign log time. Go to Outdoor Podcast. You can find us there at Uncensored. Pick the episode you listen to. Let us know. I'm really curious um, on our, our you know hunters that are listening what you guys think of the late season conversation because. This has been um, – it's interesting because I think there's a ton of opinion on, on rut behavior, and rut behavior is predictable in that it, uh, it is unpredictable. But I've, everybody I've talked to on late lately has been uh, – it seems like it's just a little bit either less studied or um, – I don't know. It's interesting. It's just like you can't really find solid answers. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll come back around probably. <laughs> so uh, if any of you experts can, can help us out and give us some advice, we'd love that. Brayden and I are trying to fill tags this season. So – Tag us, give us your thoughts. Uh, make sure you log the shows because the, the the points add up, and you know we've got um, more. I think we're getting ready to drop another Gunbroker Rewards um, here soon. And is that going to be a free one? Yeah, it's a free one. So make sure you're earning those points to be able to get those rewards. All right, thanks, guys.